This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Monday the 19th of June. In your Squiz today, talks between the US and China, a showdown over housing, a royal mic drop at Spotify, and Kylie Minogue is trending. This is your Squiz today. There's a big moment happening in global diplomacy at the moment, with the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken visiting China, the first American visit from someone of his level since 2018. Yeah, so for context, Alex, this visit is being seen as a pretty big step towards mending the damaged relationship between the world's two biggest economies. An interesting thing to note is that this meeting was actually meant to happen in February, but it was cancelled at the last minute. That was after a Chinese spy balloon was spotted floating over mainland US, which Squizzers might remember us talking about on the podcast. Mm. But four months later, here we finally are. Anthony Blinken touched down in China on Sunday for two days of talks. And these types of high-level diplomatic meetings are usually closely orchestrated, Mm. but there is one big question hovering over this meeting, which is whether Xi Jinping, the leader of China, will turn up to meet Blinken in person or not. Some reports have suggested that Xi's presence might depend on how the talks are going. (laughs) And speaking of, we do have some idea of what each side is trying to get out of this meeting. So officials from the US have tried to downplay expectations of any concrete outcomes from the meeting, but it's a win for them really that it's happening at all. Mm. They do want to make sure that diplomatic channels between the US and China remain open though. And the thinking behind that is that the countries will need a way to communicate if say there's a repeat of the spy balloon incident or something like it, a communication channel there would make it less likely that incidents would escalate into further tensions or conflict. Mm. China, for its part, has a list of grievances that it wants to raise with the US, including the difficulty they're facing in buying advanced computer chips. That's due to American intervention. Mm. Along with the US's continued support of an independent Taiwan, China's still claiming the island state is part of its own territory. Australia might even feature in the talks, with China having previously expressed its displeasure over the US leaning into strategic relationships in the Pacific, including their quad partnership with India, Japan and us here in Australia. But again, US officials are trying to keep expectations low, with one high up official saying, quote, we're not going to Beijing with the intent of having some sort of breakthrough. Alice, we were talking about the story of Senator David Vann and the allegations against him at the end of last week, but there has been movement over the weekend. 
Van has announced that he'll resign from the Liberal Party and also that he'll be taking leave from Parliament this week. Yeah, Van's resignation ends one of the questions over this story, Alex, which was whether the Liberal Party would revoke his membership over those allegations that he sexually harassed and groped multiple women in the federal parliament. They're allegations which Van denies. He says he's leaving the Liberal Party because of their wholesale disregard for due process and natural justice in relation to allegations made. That's his quote. And yesterday, the Nationals leader in the Senate, Bridget McKenzie, said that Senator Lydia Thorpe was absolutely within her right to use her parliamentary privilege to speak up about Senator Van. They're the accusations which kicked off this whole saga. Meanwhile, the Liberal Party held its annual federal council meeting in Canberra over the weekend with leader Peter Dutton telling the party leaders that parties will be down, but they're never out. Now, Alice, the other big story in politics this week is Labor's plan to fund social and affordable housing. There's one week of Parliament left before a long five-week winter break, but to pass the plan this week, Anthony Albanese and co are going to need the support of the Greens. But first, let's go back and explain what this Labor housing policy is. Yeah, good call, Alex. So Labor wants to put $10 billion into an investment fund and use the returns from that to pay for social and affordable housing in Oz, that is homes for low-income Aussies. The coalition aren't supporting the plan, though, and going off the numbers in the parliament, that means that Labor needs the green support in order for it to pass into law. The Greens are taking the opportunity now to try to squeeze even more money out of the government for housing. They're asking for a guaranteed $2.5 billion per year, and they're also demanding a national rent freeze. The latest is that over the weekend, Anthony Albanese announced a one-off $2 billion boost to social housing in the hope that that brings the Greens on board. The Greens have already said they're going to keep pushing for that rent freeze, so I guess we will wait and see where the negotiations land this week. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Let's get away from politics and turn to the drama in the land of podcasting, Alice. (laughs) Spotify are parting ways with Harry and Meghan's podcast production company. There was a lot of fanfare back in 2020 when the Duke and Duchess signed an exclusive deal to make shows for Spotify. But A few years later, that deal hasn't actually resulted in a lot of (laughs) podcasts. Yeah, so Archwell Audio is the name of Harry and Meghan's company, Alex, and Mm. it produced one season or 12 episodes of Meghan's interview-style podcast, Archetypes. They came out in August last year. There are conflicting reports about why the deal with Spotify ended. Some sources on the Spotify side say that they expected more content from the couple and other sources say that Harry and Meghan don't want their shows to be exclusive to the Spotify platform going forward. 
On the other side of the world and the other side of the family, King Charles held his first official King's birthday celebration over the weekend, and the very memeable five-year-old Prince Louis <laughs> again served up some memorable facial expressions. We always link to photos like that in our daily newsletter, so if you haven't already, it's always a great day to sign up. We'll put the link in the show notes. Speaking of royalty, Alice... Kylie Minogue has a hit song that has gone viral on TikTok and has landed her in the top 10 of the UK charts. Yep, Aussie pop princess Kylie. Her song's called Padam Padam and it's currently at number nine on the UK charts, which makes Kylie just one of four women to reach the UK's top 10 charts across five decades. Mm. She joins Cher, Lulu and Diana Ross in that, so she's in pretty great company there. Mm. Meanwhile, Minogue is enjoying the song going viral on TikTok. She said it's taken on a life of its own and she's having the time of her life seeing what people are doing with it. What an icon. And you don't need me to tell you this. It's a great song. It's a really good music video too. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I played it on repeat yesterday. Squiz the day, Alice. What can we expect today? Well, I think we'll just have the telly on to watch Federal Parliament, Alex. It's probably going to be a big week before that five-week break kicks in. So we'll be watching that to see what happens. And a quick note to say thanks so much to all of the squizzers who have given us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or told your friends about the show. Mm -hmm. It is a huge help to us. Okay, thank you for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.